Hey, miserable bitches. Ah, we are back with another episode of Misery Manor. My name is Cody. My name is Emily. And before we get started, make sure you leave your manners at the door. Door. door, 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 door. door. closet and make a face well that mickey mouse it looks dirty in the face well it is dirty in the face because i've had it since i was born i was like why is it gray but its face is colored like that oh welcome welcome back big fat sack oh no oh my god i gotta tell you a funny story so one of our followers brie the one that we always mention mm -hmm. i get a friend request on instagram from her and I'm like, oh, oh I, I know what you're going to say. Did you get this too? No, I didn't get it, but I know what happened. Oh, because she posted about it. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, Brie, I guess she made a new Instagram, but I open it up and it's like, this is my page for like exclusive people. And I'm like, this girl would not, she has a wife. Like she would it never was, do like, that. Content. Like, yeah, like sexy for... stuff. So I clicked on it. You clicked on the nudie link? I clicked on the link and it had like close to 200 subscribers for that pay $10 a month. So I Damn. tell Brie and she's like, oh, hell no. Who the fuck is making money off my face? And she was like, watch this bitch. Because I was like, well, chances are they're probably doing because it said she had so many videos up. And I was like, well, chances are they're using your face and they're using their own content, like their own body for oh the videos. Oh, my God. Like they put their her like Photoshop her face on there. Well, no, like they're probably just posting up like neck down or whatever. And she was like, gosh, watch the whoever's doing it have like Arby's like an Arby's vagina in my face oh, i was like oh. oh well way to um start this podcast episode off how was your All weekend arby's are beautiful <sighs> what how was your weekend weekend it's wednesday oh yeah <laughs> how was your week it's going by fast thankfully well mine was so good as always i'm always so blessed and i always have a lot of fun I hate you so much. Can we just get this shit going? Well, um, no, we cannot because I have to do some Patreon shoutouts really oh, quickly. Yeah, so let send me... your addresses in, please, people. It gives me a lot of anxiety when I have to like I can't fill in my chart all the way. So here's some new Patreons. We got Samantha, we have Rose, we have my girl Leslie, and we have Gabriella. Shout out really to Rose honey yes thank you rose for that donation honey that is a blessing honey oh and you said that you liked the patreon episode about the holocaust survivor did you yeah. see that mm -hmm. so i have one next week that's kind of like the oh same gosh, thing so special. um but this one's about a lady who was like a jew in the concentration camp but she got promoted to run the um like the um concentration camp and she was evil to people and <gasps> then she was eventually like hung but it's about her story and it's freaking wild Oh my like God. she turned on her own people pretty much i hope that's right <laughs> but anyways we have another patreon episode that'll be out this week we do well you oh we do sorry <laughs> i'm yes I'm we just, do 
we do. But for today's episode, we have an Emily one, which first of all, before you get into this, y'all shame on me for being not a true crime guru like some of y'all, but I actually didn't know about Charles Manson. I didn't know about Charles Manson's murder until this weekend. Like (laughs) I knew who he was. I just didn't know what he did. Did you think he had actually committed murders? I did. Yeah. No. So wait, he actually never committed any of the murders? No. So why did he go to prison? Because he told people he was a fucking cult leader. Uh, that's There's a... something on my leg and I want it off. Looks like a bot fly. It is not. Ooh. Anyways, um, it was wild in the way that these ladies described the crime with no sense of remorse. Like it's... They were like, what did you do? And she said, go and just stabbed her. Just stabbed her. Like that one lady, she said her last breath was like, um, I'm already dead. Ugh. I hated that. Yeah. The whole thing. It's really devastating. Did I you mean, know one of them? people and they weren't even the people he was looking to have murdered. Right. So. One of the ladies is the longest uh, or the oldest woman or I don't even know. She's been in prison the longest out of any woman in California. One Is of the, she the one that was just released? No, it's the other oh. lady. Because one lady died from whatever. And she was out of prison. Yeah. And then the lady that just got released. And then there's one still in there. And it's the one that killed um, the she lady who, it. no, the one that ran outside. La Bianca? Her. Wow. Yeah. Anyways, so yeah. Charles Manson. Yeah, he's a piece of shit. Was. But didn't he get his ribs removed? And he that was. That was a... Marilyn Manson. There's like a rumor that so he could suck his dick. Yeah. Oh, well, whatever. They look the same. Well, Marilyn Manson is a piece of shit as well. But everyone in his band, their names came about because their first name is of a supermodel and their last name is of a serial killer, which (sighs) technically that's incorrect because Charles Manson wasn't a serial killer. But we can loop him in that. Yeah. He was like the orchestrator. Which, by the way, I just realized I said orchestrator. We were at uh, Barnaby's and she's like, what kind of vegetable do you want? I was like, do y'all just have like a melody of vegetables? And the word's definitely medley. And yes, I corrected him because I'm a bitch like that, according to some of the reviews. <laughs> but right when it left my mouth, I looked at you and I was like, that's not right. <laughs> we all do stuff like that. It's fine. She thought it was funny. She did. She and then cute. I told her I was Popeye because I ordered spinach. Yeah, I, I don't know if she liked that one. She kind of just walked away. Well, I don't one. think she get she got it. It was before her time. That girl looked older than both of us. You're right. Okay. Are you ready? Yep. Emily has an episode this week, so listen up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't they, know why you need an intro. <laughs> they come few and far between. So, um, so today my story is of Brandon Tina. Brandon Tina. T e e n a. Okay. Many people know his story because of the movie based off of his life and death, Boys Don't Cry. And that's with Hilary Swank and Hilary Swank plays Brandon. Okay. Okay. So at the tender age. Wait, so Hilary Swank plays a boy. You'll see. Okay. At the tender age of 13, like very tender. That's for what is Joanne Brandon became a mother. Oh, for the first time to a baby girl named Tammy, like, oh my God, not that name, residing in a low income trailer park near Lincoln in E. Is that Nevada? Mm-hmm. Okay. It was 1972 and. No, Nebraska. Okay, there you go. 
So it was 1972, and Joanne, then 16, found herself expecting another child when tragedy struck. Her 19-year-old husband died in a car accident, allegedly due to circumstances involving alcohol, and I couldn't confirm if the alcohol was on his part or another driver, but I cannot imagine losing my, like, partner, but then when there's like kids involved Mm -hmm. and you're so young, like she's basically a child herself. She's 16. Yeah. Like that's, Oh my God. So Joanne is left as a teenaged widow at 16. Again, the ripe age. Joanne is in call. I can like, I'm imagining myself at 16. Like I can't, that's just wild. So Joanne is in college at the time, which I'm like, okay, 16 and in college. I don't know how, but it's also the seventies. So wild things happen then. But she makes a difficult decision to leave college and rely on disability support because she's lost her husband and then just probably some mental health, low income on top of having two kids because like she's trying to go to school, trying to work, trying to support two children Mm -hmm. and like also all of the mental and emotional things on top of that losing your husband. Yeah. So um, anyway, during the time where she's on disability and she's left college, she gave birth to a baby girl named Tina, T-E-E. Wait, so she's stressed out about having kids and then decides to have another one? No, she was she was pregnant when her husband died. Oh, yeah, you're right. Okay. And so she was, like, going to school and all that. And so when she was, like, trying to deal with that, then she... Gave birth. Yeah, okay. so she gave birth to Tina Renee Brandon. Interestingly, the child's name was said to have been inspired by their family dog. Okay. Just another... I'm Okay, well, we'll just move on. Miss Cody doesn't think that's weird, but both Brandon and his older sister, Tammy, reportedly experienced molestation by an uncle, which it's always a freaking uncle. (laughs) Um, And I feel like she was probably put in these situations where she's, again, 16, 17, has these young children, and it's just like, whoever can watch them, please watch them so I can make money to support them. Or I'm going to be in this rut forever. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. So Tammy, having disclosed this to her grandmother, unfortunately received no support as she turned a blind eye to the entire situation. Shockingly, the same grandmother later used derogatory language to refer to Brandon and even pressed charges against him when he took some of her belongings without permission which honestly yes that is stealing but she is his grandmother and he's young yeah uh yeah but okay and i know this is probably confusing for some of you because brandon is technically his last name brandon is transgender so throughout this i'm going to refer to him as brandon so he took his last name and made it his first name and then he took his first name and made it his last name a little switcheroo. Yeah. Okay, so from now on, the lady in the beginning, it's now you're going to refer to as Brandon. I, So, yes, I only already just referred to Brandon as Tina once when, when okay. she gave birth. Okay. Tammy is his is his older sister. Okay, got it. So, um, but the so Brandon is a transgendered man. Yes. Okay. So, um, Brandon, blah, 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 blah. Okay. So, yeah, the grandmother, like, pressed charges against him for, like, stealing, whatever. But she is his grandmother and also a cunt. In contrast, his mother described him as, quote, the most lovable person and revealed that he had a vibrant personality expressing a strong desire to become a commercial artist when he grew up. We don't hear a lot about Tammy, but just know that he has an older sister, okay? Okay. We just... Nothing to do with this, so... Not really. So, during his time in high school, Brandon, Brandon allegedly faced assault by a classmate sexual assault um 
it wasn't disclosed. So I'm assuming it was because they were all minors. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But um, although he reported the crime, he ultimately chose not to pursue charges. In his junior year, he made a distressing attempt on his own life by taking a bunch of antibiotic pills. Um, I wasn't aware that that could do that, but I've never heard of that one. I don't know, but who knows? Following this incident, Brandon sought assistance from the Lincoln Crisis Program, where he survived, where he received the diagnosis of a personality disorder. So it was during this time in 1992 that he was labeled as transsexual. Mm-hmm. The article I got most of my information from described the word transsexual as inaccurate and outdated in describing gender identity. So in general, it is considered more respectful and inclusive to use the term transgender right. when referring to individual whose gender identity differs differs from the sex they were assigned at birth. Right. It is important to note that language and terminology can vary and individuals may have their own preferences for like how they want to be described. It is always best to respect an individual's self-identified terminology when referring to them. I just wanted to add that part in there because I know this is all learning experience for a lot of people. And sometimes I even have to like ask my friends like- Me too. This or that? Yeah, so I- you and some people are more open to like joking you know like yeah you know so i just i mean yeah yeah because even if you look back at old rupaul episodes they would say stuff like she male and stuff now Mm -hmm. that's so outdated but that's just showing you the progression of you know what's considered correct right Um, like she male transvestite transgender you know all those terms you know they progress into something else so and I think too, just like the time that we're in right now, it's so sensitive. And the fact that these people are being attacked is just, you know, we need to be more respectful of like what they want. Every time I hear the word transvestite, I think of um, Rocky Horror. That's what goes, I think I'm of. just a sweet transvestite. Yeah, that's <laughs> what I think of. From so. Transylvania. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I'm off my little pedestal. During puberty, Brandon started dressing as a man. Wait, during puberty? Is puberty for women too? Like, did you go through puberty? Yes. Oh, I never knew that. I didn't think, I thought only like, okay. No, like when your balls drop is like when our periods start. Oh, I never knew that. Well, like, I'm not saying the time really matches up, but it's like. I never knew that. Yeah. Hmm. So, (laughs) hello people to the person that was saying I was rude. Um. to you for making fun of things that you don't know Mm. he bound his chest with ace bandages and two baggy shirts wow yeah and stuffed his pants with a rolled pair of socks to give the illusion of having male genitalia i mean props man could you imagine (laughs) cody could you imagine though doing something like this and then going to high school well no i was just thinking was That's it, right. was it ankle socks? <laughs> <laughs> no, they were probably tube socks. They were probably the uh, softball socks. Yeah, but I mean, like, okay, that's think about having no, a t-shirt. Like, even when you got like a new haircut, or God forbid, braces, and everyone's like looking at you. Like, oh, I know. So that's pretty brave of him, um, right? Especially at that age and that time and that time frame. Yeah, yeah. He cut his hair short. Sometimes wore suits and ties to school and started dating girls. He wholeheartedly embraced his male identity and regularly adopted masculine variations of his birth name, commonly referred to as a dead name in the transgender community. Mm-hmm. So these variations included Billy Brinson, Billy Brandon, and as referred to in the research I used, Brandon Tina. Okay. 
So yeah, I was looking at this and I'm like, when I was writing it, I was like, well, everyone else I kind of refer to is their last name, but mm. him and his mom, I use their first name. Okay. That makes sense. So another thing I want to point out with like him having all these separate names is as you're going to see, he committed a lot of crimes and gotten trouble a lot and you may have was like hanging out with unsavory people and not making great decisions so i'm wondering too if that's why he like always had like different names because there is a part oh, where the, he like an alien goes by yeah. a different name when he okay. moves mm -hmm. so um but for the purpose of this story i'm just keeping it as brandon okay so in 1990 17 18 year old brandon dropped out of high school and began dating a 13 year old <gasps> yeah not named liz Liz and Brandon met when Liz dialed the wrong number and reached Brandon instead. The relationship, oh. yeah, I know. The relationship soon ended, then Brandon began dating a 14-year-old, Heather. I'm going to get to my opinions on this, which... That I, is so funny. You dialed the wrong number, but by the way, yeah. you single? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Apparently, Heather was one of the girlfriends that Brandon proposed to. So it... Let me just ask you this from the beginning. Is Brandon our victim? Yes. So he, okay. He's the victim. Okay. Now Brandon is like 18 at the time and all of these girls are underage. I feel like there's a deeper meaning to this though. It's a fine line when an 18 year old is still in or supposed to be in high school in mm -hmm. this case, right? And dating underage people. So like if you have like an 18 year old and a 16 year old, like I understand that because you're both in the same world, right? You're both in high school well it could be he also never got a chance he dealt with so much as like a young kid that he never got a chance to like be a kid you know yeah and but so... i'm not supporting the fact that he was 18 and with a 13 year old because i don't agree no no no. i'm just saying that could be one of the like exactly. he's gravitating towards these young kids because he still feels maybe in his brain that he's young because he never got to be a child himself exactly. i'm not saying that's good no anyway, no, no but I that know. just could be where it's coming from right okay so the reason i don't necessarily consider this predatory though is because press interviewed many of brandon's past girlfriends all of them had the same praise for him quote mm. he was a great kisser a fantastic <laughs> lover cringe i'm sorry but your children charming handsome and treated them kindly great kisser the lover part no ma'am Oh, great lover. I didn't hear he that. You said a fantastic lover. And that's why I said cringe. I'm sorry, but your children, like you don't have lovers until you were like. Well, they probably mean lover. Yeah. Which you shouldn't be doing that at that age anyways. I mean, whatever, but come on. Not the lover. Brandon, like that's what people like in their wedding vows, which my take on this. And like, I'm saying this and I'm like, people don't care about my opinion, but I'm telling you. My thing is like vows should be heard between the two people. They don't like for me when they're like holding microphones, everybody hears it. To me, that's wonderful and great. You want to profess in front of everyone. For me, I'd want it to be more private because there are situations where the bride or the groom or the groom and the groom or the bride and the bride. And they're like, you're fantastic. Like you're my lover. You're my friend. You're my, and I'm like, then I'm just picturing them doing it. Oh, well, I'll picture that regardless of the vows. <laughs> You picture people with their their significant others doing it. Anytime I meet somebody, I'm like, and I'm like, oh, y'all are dating. That's the first thing I think of. I'm like, mm, how does that happen? <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, you're not. Because I know you. Anyway, Brandon told also told his girlfriend several different stories about himself, including that he was born intersex. 
intersex, which is also called or known as being born as a hermaphrodite. Mm -hmm. This term is very outdated and something that from what I have read and seen recently is not something people want to be called. Brandon followed this claim with that he had gender reassignment surgery or that he was in the beginnings of this process. Do you know what that means? Are you asking me that? The H word. Hermap, yes. Okay. I know that that's like, I, I didn't know that was a negative term because like that's something I just learned. I didn't, I don't, but I guess it's called intersex. So someone mm. that's born with both. Yeah. They used to say Lady Gaga was that. Oh. And she played into it. So people really thought she was. Oh, okay. In addition to the praise his girlfriends had for Brandon, they also noted that he treated them with ki- kindness and respect. The Village Voice wrote that Brandon never pressured women for sex, which was a significant aspect of his character, obviously, because he was a lot older than some of them. Mm -hmm. Back to the proposal I mentioned a minute ago. (laughs) This was strange to me, but I'm also 32 and never even come close to marriage. So maybe that is why it's weird. I don't know. Some of these girls are young and it just kind of creeps me out. But Brandon was known to spoil his girlfriends. He would arrange for limousine pickups, for dates, gifts, meals, movies. Brandon showed his love through gift giving. This was his love language, which is a beautiful thing, but Brandon didn't have the financial stability I was about to say. for these desires. So that's why he would steal. Um, but I will say, like, maybe the proposal thing was like his fear of losing these people yeah. in his life, because it seems like a lot of things were come and true. go. Yeah. So in 1992, Tina began dating Lana Tisdale. Wait, you mean Brandon? Yes. Sorry. See, I went through and that's why I was like, and I just didn't change that one. Brandon Tina started dating who? Lana Tisdale. And it appeared that he may have finally met his match. Tisdale later conveyed to journalist Donna Minkowitz in the Village Voice article that initially brought Brandon's story to mainstream attention. With a lot of guys around here, it doesn't matter what the woman wants, but Brandon won't, wouldn't tell a woman to do anything. He asked. He knew how a girl liked to be treated, which says a lot, you know, and you'll see why, because they didn't date for a long time. So, um, Brandon, huh? Yep. Never mind. Brandon began dating girls in 1990. So during this time, Brandon engaged in many different relationships and some brief engagements that we've talked about. And all with women, right? Yes. Um, This part killed me. Um, Brandon wanted to treat the women he dated a certain way. So he would steal things like ATM cards, credit cards, and even forged checks to buy things and spoil his girlfriends in a way he believed they deserved. So he was like putting himself on the line because he wanted to like be this wonderful partner. He didn't have a job. I mean, I don't know, but I guess he just, I really don't know. Um, I really don't know. Not the limousines at age 14. (laughs) Well, he was 18. Right. But yeah, at the time of Brandon's death, he was charged with 18 crimes. Auto theft, forgery, and petty theft were some of them. In October 1991, Tina was arrested for... Brandon. Yeah, sorry. I didn't get them all changed. Um, We're going to go back and forth, though, just kind of like showing you his uh, criminal history. Okay. Uh, Brandon was arrested for forgery. He received 18 months of probation in March 1992. He missed court dates and probation-related sessions with counselors, promoting the court to issue a warrant for his arrest in 1993. So 
following that, he moved to Falls City again in Nebraska, he said, in November 1993. And he was held under a false name soon after. So while so in, he he did spend some time in prison or jail. jail. Mm-hmm. So while in court, do you know what they put him in? Women? We're gonna get to that. Oh, while in court on December fifteenth, nineteen ninety three, for that charge, the forgery charge, he was caught for another forgery of checks. So like living under a false name got him arrested, and then when he went to court, they were like, "Oh, well, now we know your real name, and you've forged all these checks." Oh, so like more popped up when he got yeah. there. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So and. October going back. Sorry, it's kind of like jumping around just because I'm a terrible writer. So in October 1991, 19-year-old Brandon Tina was arrested for forgery. So that's mm-hmm. where they were going back to, even though he was living under a false name, and received 18 months of probation. That fo- oh, that following March in 1992. Unfortunately, the court issued a warrant for blah blah blah. Oh, did I already read that? Yeah, I don't know, sure but you were reading so damn fast. I was. I'm sorry. He was caught for another Okay. I literally already read that part. I'm so sorry. In case you didn't get that, she's going to tell you again. <laughs> I'm sorry. Okay, so basically you're just going over all of the crimes that he committed. Basically, he's a criminal. He's a forger. Forger. He petty theft. Yeah, he committed a lot of crimes, but like even living under different names, he was thinking he was escaping those things, but he would get arrested and they were like, oh, Okay, it was well, just adding, it was like a snowball effect. Yes, basically. So it's just a very unfortunate series of events and bad decisions. Um, anyway, which I feel like, yeah, things were not easy for Brandon from like the jump. And Right, he was dealt some pretty tough cards all the way around. Right, and, and I feel like a lot of the times, you know, especially now, like society doesn't make it easy for people to have situations like this. Mm-hmm. So... Um, but things are about to get so much worse for him. As expected, Brandon violated his probation again in 1993. This prompted him to move out of the county not country, because that is how I read it at first. And mm-hmm. side note, this happened to me at the DMV one time, and I put USA instead of the county. And wow, I'm such an idiot. But yeah, I was supposed to put Harris County, and I put the USA. Oh, that's fine. One time in high school, when you had to fill out like your ethnicity, and you know, it's like Caucasian, white. Well, I put other, and they were like, "Why didn't you put Caucasian?" And I was like, "I'm not Cajun." Caucasian. I thought it was Cajun. <laughs> I was like, so I put other. Because so, I started getting all these scholarships like for minorities. Stop. And my mom was like, what did you put on your thing? And I was like, other? And then she was like, now why would you not put Caucasian? I'm not Cajun. <laughs> oh, I love you. Anyway, so Brandon moved out of the county and into the home of his friend Lisa Lambert in hopes of avoiding arrest and or prison time. The living conditions with Lisa weren't great. Lisa had a baby from a previous relationship, and the three of them were living in a dilapidated farmhouse in a rural area. Uh, oh my god, I'm sorry. These, excuse you. The LaCroix, man, they're really bubbly. Okay. I don't know if they chose this area because it seemed to be on the outskirts of town or because it's all they could afford. Maybe it was like a combination of both. But either way, Brandon made... 
a few new friends, um, 17-year-old Lana Tisdell, which he was dating at the time, her older sister, Leslie, John Lauder, who was not only Lana's ex-boyfriend, but he was also an ex-convict. Oh, and Tom Nissen. I think it's Nissen. I always want to say Nissan, but I think it's Nissen. And Tom Nissen was John's friend. So there are a couple of possibly unsavory characters here. Um, now the males in this new friend group presumed that Brandon was a biological male. Mm -hmm. At this time, Brandon became attracted to Lana and then that's when they started dating. So, um, in mid December, Brandon's illegal behavior for forgery and the like inevitably led him to being arrested again and landed him in County jail. Though Brandon was placed with the female inmates. When Lana arrived at the jail to pick up Brandon after his release, she was shocked to learn that he was in the female section of the jail. Brandon reassured Lana that he was planning to have reassignment surgery, but this was the first time Lana was hearing any of this. I'm just assuming that is how fresh like the relationship was. Um, and I cannot imagine what that conversation had to be like for Brandon to have with any intimate partner. I just looked at a, of a picture of him. He's handsome. Mm-hmm like really handsome yeah i have some pictures i'm gonna send you um at this realization of brandon's assign assigned at birth sex lana ended the relationship mm. but remained in touch with brandon i think which i understand i mean she's straight yeah so that's why you know and and that's why i was getting at is like yeah that had to be a hard conversation but that's when you have to be an adult which sucks sometimes, but you do, and you have to be honest with that person. Right. Because I'm sure she felt a little betrayed. Mm hmm And I just think it's like a hard situation because he's got his own things he's Well, there's a with. lot of that. I'm proud of you for doing this topic because there's so many gray areas, you know, like. Oh, yeah. It's just and a like, hard I subject to talk about. Like, and obviously I can't really relate to it, but this is an important right. thing that a lot of people don't talk about. So, so. she respected the fact that he came forward and said that, but then yeah. she, at the same time she was like, look, we can still be yeah. friends, but I just, they were no longer anything romantic, romantic I can't. Yeah. yeah. Um, so in the movie though, Lana and Brandon continue their romantic relationship and apparently real life Lana sued Fox searchlight pictures <gasps> for this. Scene Cause she was like, that's not true. In the movie. Mm -hmm. Apparently this wasn't the only scene she had issues with either. And um, she ended up later settling with them for a sum of money, which I couldn't find. I but, mean, I don't blame her. If you're telling my story, get it right. Yeah. So anyway, Brandon's arrest was published in the local newspaper though. The details describing him were that of his sex assigned at birth and his name given to him at birth. Word got out and around to his new friends. Once mm. John Lauder and Tom Nissen learned of Brandon's gender assigned at birth and real name, they became enraged and threatened to kill him. Which uh, like I knew this is where it was gonna happen. When I like as I wrote that and read it, I was just like, what fucking idiots? Like that's making you mad. Like you weren't romantically involved with him. I can understand Lana being mad at him. Right. But like for all I know, you could have a just wait. Well, I don't. Well, I'm saying, he but it doesn't make you any bathroom with me. But I'm it doesn't saying. make you any different is what I'm it trying doesn't. to say. It doesn't. I understand like the romantic aspect of it right. and being honest with an intimate partner. But I don't understand like why it would make these people so angry. Just like I don't understand these like they're angry because it makes them look bad. They're exactly and it, it makes has nothing them to do... uncomfortable. Right. It has nothing to do with him. You're right. 
So after his release, Brandon returned to Lisa's where he had been living before. So, cause he wasn't in jail for that long. So this is where things go way, way wrong. Lisa, Brandon, Lana, and others threw a party on Christmas Eve. Oh God, the Christmas again. Yeah. We've done so many cases where Christmas is just a bad time to be oh, with your friends. Two holidays. So, um, Lauder and Neeson, I'm just calling Neeson cause I think that sounds better than Nissen. Yeah. Anyway, Lauder and Neeson were in attendance where they ordered Brandon to take off his clothes and prove his gender <gasps> in front of everyone. That's mortifying for oh, anybody. It gets way worse. At this time, Brandon was violently attacked by Lauder and Neeson. After they saw the truth? Well, I don't think he voluntarily took his clothes off. They forced him into one of their cars and drove him to a secluded area where they raped him. Brutally. What was Sorry, that? I'm not laughing at that. I have ended acid reflux <laughs> and it just made a cricket noise. He opened his mouth so wide and this weird like frog like noise. <laughs> oh my gosh. Sorry. I was... So yeah. wait, they They raped. Okay, him. I can't wrap my you're mad yeah. that he is not who he said he was, and then you rape him. Yep. So you are ter- you 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 sexualized him now. Yeah. Lauder and Neeson then threatened Brandon that if he told anyone or reported them that they would kill him. According to an article in The Atlantic, quote, upon discovering Brandon was a biological female, Lauder and Neeson became obsessed with proving his anatomy to Lana, his previous girlfriend. Again, why are you worried about what's For, in, yeah. why are you worried about other people? Exactly. Forcibly disrobing him in a bathroom on christmas eve and hours later raping him does that mean taking off his robe like yeah. his bathrobe oh, just robing is like like what dis- you're wearing okay. taking off whatever clothes you're wearing which good on the atlantic for calling rape what it is rape and not assault because a lot mm-hmm. of places just called it assault mm-hmm. brandon was treated in the hospital for the rape and attack and he tested positive for traces of semen That same week, Brandon filed a police report that he was, quote, indecently and involuntarily exposed and assaulted by John Lauder and Tom Neeson. Sheriff Charles Lowe, who's a wildly piece of shit. I don't know how to describe him. He's just like, fucking hate this guy. Sheriff Charles Law of the Richardson County Sheriff's Department was the officer that took Brandon's report, but didn't take him seriously. And in fact, interrogated, interrogated interrogated Brandon after the rape and attack. Brandon was questioned instead of John Lauder and Tom Neeson being arrested. There is a recording of this interrogation that you can see in a documentary on Brandon's case. And there you will see and hear the following from Sheriff Lau. I don't know if it's Law or Lau. Is it L-A-U? Oh, Low. Low. It's Cajun. He didn't. It really is. Cajun. He didn't fondle you any, huh? Didn't that kind of amaze you? Doesn't that kind of uh, get your attention somehow that he would have put his hands in your pants and play with you a little bit? Do you run around once in a while with a sock in your pants to make you look like a boy? And why do you run around with girls instead of guys, being you're a girl yourself? That was the interrogator? Yeah, that was the sheriff. In reference to the horrendous acts of Lauder and Neeson, Sheriff Lau asked, so then after he couldn't stick it in your vagina, he stuck it in your box or in your buttocks. Is that right? And did he play with your breasts or anything? Lau did end up bringing in Neeson and Lauder for an interview, 
but they were released after, even though there was evidence. Brandon went to the hospital, remember? And there was evidence. But despite all this, they were released, giving Lauder and Neeson all the time they needed to plan Brandon's murder. Brandon goes home again, where there's a guy named Philip Devine. Um, he was a friend of Brandon's and uh, Lisa's, and he was an ex-boyfriend of Leslie Tisdell, which was the older sister of Lana. So it's an intimate group of friends, and it seems like they all maybe like grew up and kind of dated each other. So, mm-hmm. um, but Philip was also staying with them at the time. So we have Brandon and Lisa, and Lisa's young son Tanner, and Philip staying in the house because remember she had a baby. Mm-hmm. So um, it was December 31st and the group of friends were celebrating to ring in the new year to ring in the new year when John Lauder and Tom Neeson arrived unannounced or uninvited. They clearly were not invited for obvious reasons. So they actually broke into Lisa Lambert's home. They shot Brandon and then proceeded to stab him until they were sure that he was dead. Lauder and Neeson didn't stop there. They then murdered Lisa and Philip. They spared the life of sweet Tanner, Lisa's eight month old boy. He was left in his crib crying for hours, which like break your heart. Yeah. Lauder and Neeson were arrested and charged the same day of their murder spree. Lauder received the death penalty and Neeson life in prison because he agreed to actually testify against Lauder in court. I just looked up a picture of them. They look like the characters from Hey Arnold. In 2015, the state of Nebraska, oh, it is Nebraska, abolished the death penalty. So Lauder was subsequently sentenced to life in prison. So even though he got, yeah. I think honestly, good, because you should live with what you did. Exactly. So Joanne Brandon sued Richardson County and Sheriff Lau for not protecting her child. She asked for $350,000 in damages, but was only initially given $17,360. District Judge Orville Cody, but it's spelled C-O-A-D-Y, claimed that Brandon was partially responsible for his own death due to his lifestyle. No. However, Brandon's mother persisted and was eventually awarded $98,223 in 2001. Wait, what did she sue, though, for? $350,000. No, but what did she, but for the basis of... Damages. Oh, okay. The fact that her kid was, like, because... Oh, the fact that they didn't protect... like, how he interrogated him and everything. So, this was significantly less than her original claim, though. So, she... Yeah, ninety eight thousand as opposed to three hundred fifty thousand. Speaking of, did you just see for the Murdoch family murders that Mallory's family just got a settlement? They uh, did fifteen million dollars. They sued the convenience store that uh, sold alcohol to them, and they got that. So sorry, but wow, great. So as for Sheriff Lau, Lau faced minimal consequences for his actions, only receiving an admonishment and being asked to apologize to Joanne Brandon. Is that like a leave? I have no idea what that is. I was oh. going to look it up and I forgot. That's why it's You said that word and you were like, fuck. I, know, I forgot to look it up. <laughs> I'm assuming uh, it means like like, a le- like he had to leave. No, because look, shockingly, oh. or actually not so shockingly, a few years after Brandon's murder, Lau was voted commissioner of Richardson County. How do you spell it? admonishment oh i see it i'm just gonna look it up real quick later he even took a job at the same prison where lauder was held before retiring it's a warning okay 
According to a sheriff familiar with Lau, he recalls that Lau seemed to have rationalized his role to the point of considering himself blameless, possibly as a defense mechanism for like what actually happened. Like maybe he just did it so he could like live with himself, basically. Okay. Um, even more devastatingly, the press and media gravely misrepresented the life and death of Brandon Tina. The Associated Press referred to him as a cross-dressing rape accuser. Uh, Playboy described Brandon's murder. Playboy. As a, Playboy described Brandon's murder as a death of a deceiver. Wildly enough, an LGBTQ-friendly newspaper called The Village Voice, who I've referred yeah. to misgendered brandon referring to him as a lesbian who hated her her body because of prior experiences of childhood sexual abuse and rape oh my goodness so even though the movie wasn't an exact depiction of brandon's story its 1999 release helped to soften the harshness of critics and others so even though this film wasn't life-changing for the way trans people are viewed and talked about it at least started the conversation albeit way overdue but at least it started something. Mm -hmm. Brandon's mother was not a fan of the film. And while she was devastated by the death of her child, she could not accept that Brandon was transgender. And I will say, I have a picture of this. His gravestone is literally his birth name. And, so, <gasps> and it says, no. daughter, sister, friend. I hate that. Well, he's I have not. it saved. Um, well, he's not there. Even when Hillary Swank won an Oscar for her performance in portraying Brandon, Hillary thanked Brandon and used his chosen name and pronouns. But this infuriated Joanne. Well, it's not her story. So that was then. She has since come around to the fact that this film, while she still isn't a fan, which understandably so, it is about her child dying, it has opened doors to trans activists. Joanne Brandon says, it gave them a platform to voice their opinions, and I'm glad of that. There were a lot of people who didn't understand what it was my child was going through. We've come a long way since then. To piggyback on this whole thing with Brandon's mother, I did have someone explain to me once. Um, a friend told me that when they told their mother that they were trans, their mother was accepting but asked for grace and asked time to actually mourn the child I like that. that they were losing. That That's understandable. Um, I resonate with that and the fact that like someone that like wants to have children that like you do all of these things you're expecting this human you take care of this human you're used to it being whatever it is and then they tell you like i'm not that person anymore and you have to like like i mean they call it a dead name so yeah. it really is like a death of of that i know a lady self. i know a lady who was married to a uh, a man for years and then finally he came out and was like look i've been having a secret like i love you but i'm trans and they decided to go their separate ways and she cried and cried and cried. And he was like, you know, why are you crying? And she was like, kind of like what you said. She was like, I'm happy that you're finally the person that you want to be, but I'm, I'm never going to have you. I'm not going to say the name, but I'm never going to have you back. Yeah. And I get that. He was like, no, I totally understand. So Just, it goes both ways. So yeah. That's why like, I do think too, when people get so upset and like, you did this wrong. You did that. We're all learning. We're like, all learning. I mean, there are even things that I've like asked Cody before about like the trans community. He's like, I don't know. Or, like, yeah. I'm I don't like, get I'm this. like, I'm not the best person to yeah. ask. So. And yeah, it's just a, it's a hard subject. Like, and if anybody listening to this, if we said anything wrong me, in here, like, yes. yeah. Or me or something that could have been offensive. 
disclaimer this is just it's a, it's a hard one you know because there's just so many different like you know well, yeah and like when you're reading quotes and different things like that there might be something in there that's not really something you would say today or something like that right. but the point of this isn't honestly like i've heard of this movie before never watched it never knew that that's well i, I looked at the picture of hillary swank and at first I thought it was a Holocaust documentary because she's wearing like this gray robe with like the short hair. Yeah. But I have definitely seen not previews, but I've seen stills of it before. Yeah. And she I I heard she did really good. Well, I mean she won, she won that award. Yeah. It, yeah. Anyway, I just wanted to cite a couple of sources, a ranker, which I love ranker. A ranker article written by Jody Smith and in an all things interesting article written by Bernadette. <gasps> I love that website. Yeah. So that was my story. Good job, Em. And congrats, not congratulations, but good job on doing a case that, you know, is much needed. Yes. And for actually like participating in the podcast. I'm so sorry, guys. I just like sometimes. No, you're great. But that was really good. So guys, if you're not already following us, um, our Instagram is at Misery Manor Podcast. We'll post all of these. Rate, um, pictures review, yes please. please rate review subscribe tell your friends tell your family about the pod pod we are back and as always if you have any suggestions on any future cases that you would like us to do send us a dm do you have mm. anything else i don't think so oh uh patty stuff will be going out yeah this week well probably tomorrow patreon stuff yep come be a patreon patty patty all right ladies and gentlemen have a lovely day Hey. Oh my God. Goodbye. Goodbye. I got to be. Right. <laughs>